0: Shavat everybody, welcome to Parashat Hayesara. According to the latest research, meta-analytic estimates have shown that the risk for psychosis approximately doubles in urban environments when compared to a more rural place of living. Working as a psychiatry resident in the inner city in Kings County, I see every day the fallout from the urban lifestyle that exists right here in Brooklyn. Patients come in addicted to crack, meth, Synthetic cannabis, heroin, spice, angel dust, the works. Often these patients are also suffering from a form of schizophrenia that's so severe that they can barely hear me when I speak because the voices in their heads are so loud that it's impossible to focus. And in case that wasn't bad enough, these people are almost always homeless, surviving by the kindness of McDonald's employees willing to give them a sandwich for the day. Now, I don't want to depress you too much, but I think it's important to be aware of the reality of city living. Now, more than ever, I believe the reason for all this is that the human animal was meant to live on a piece of land that he feels connected with, preferably connected with nature and agriculture, part of a larger group or nation with common values and a common life vision. New York City was dreamed up as a melting pot, a place where honest, hardworking people from almost any country can seek opportunity and prosperity. But if this last month has shown us anything, we see the underbelly of society for what it is. Countless people coming out of the woodwork, calling for the destruction of Jewish people and the destruction of the state of Israel. I recently heard Jordan Peterson's interview with Piers Morgan, where Jordan spoke very astutely about current events. The Jews, he said, are the canary in the coal mine. We are the perfect litmus test for the health of a society. Now, why is that? Why are Jews the first ones to be targeted historically when the moral fabric of society begins to crumble? As Jordan Peterson puts it, the Jews are a successful minority. We're an easy target because we are small in number and because we are easily noticed by resentful people because of our very salient success. I don't have to tell you about the war currently going on that Medina Israel is fighting right now against Hamas, not just the physical war. But the war of ideas and public opinion, which so often doesn't sway in the same direction as the war on the ground. Over the past month, I've had countless people question the validity and legitimacy of the state of Israel on multiple fronts. I recently had a secular Jew tell me, I don't think this is what God really wants. Does God really want us fighting over a plot of land? Well, to be honest, if this individual knew the Torah a little bit better, he might have noticed some interesting parts of our parashah. The parasha has three main portions. Number one, Abraham buys a burial plot for Sarah, his wife. Number two, Abraham sends his servant to find a wife for Yitzhak. And number three, Abraham marries Keturah and has a bunch more children. Now the question is, what do these three episodes have to do with each other? Why does the Torah juxtapose these ideas? Burial plot, wife reads, haq, and marin ketura. A few years ago, Rabbi Nathan Duak pointed something out to me that I think was really brilliant. If you look at the promises, he says that Hashem made to Abraham Avinu at the end of Parashat Lech Lecha, in the episode where Abraham's name is changed, we see the following three promises. You're going to be, have nations and kings coming out of you. You're going to have harecha. you're going to have children. And finally, you're going to have Eretz Kena'an Olam. You're going to have the land of Kena'an as a permanent inheritance for the rest of time. Suddenly, the events of our parasha become a lot more poignant. Because what does this mean? Everybody loves a good chiasm. Well, in our parasha, Abraham makes it his business to partner with Hashem in the fulfillment of the promises that Hashem had made to him. Abraham is doing this until his dying breath. And in reverse order of those promises, in this week, Abraham is dedicating to getting that Ahuza by buying, buying a burial plot. He's dedicated to the, the, the promise of zera by finding a wife for Yitzhak to ensure that he has children through Yitzhak. And finally, by marrying Keturah, he's ensuring that multiple nations will come from him. Abraham might have sailed off into the sunset peacefully. He might have retired from this existence with the knowledge that Hashem would take care of the rest. But that's not who Abraham was, and that's not the message that he wanted to leave us with. And in the merit of Abraham's daring attitude, we read in the book of Chronicles in Sefer, Deberecha Yamim, about David HaMelech buying the field of Aravna Haibusi. And it's this field that will go on to become the site of the Bet HaMikdash. David is told to take the land for free. But he insists to Aravna on buying the land. Sound familiar at all? What does David say? He says, You must give me this plot of land in full. Of course, this is exactly parallel, the only other time in the whole Tanakh where we have a phrase like this, to this week's parashah, Abraham Avinu telling Efron, Bechesef male tenen nali. It's amazing, because here the Tanakh comes full circle, the first plot of land ever bought in Israel, in Hayesera is connected to the plot of land that's bought, that will become the site of the Bet HaMikdash. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Abraham knew that he'd never lived to see his hopes and dreams come to fruition. He knew he'd never live to see the land populated by individuals with a monotheistic philosophy and values of tzedakah, mishpat, justice and righteousness. But Abraham still had the courage at least to begin the process. And of course, till today we are still reaping the benefits. As the hachamim say in the Mishnah, You are not obligated to finish the work, but also you are not free to totally dissociate yourself from that creative act. So coming back to how we started. Eretz Israel and Medinat Israel is not just some plot of land. This is our homeland. Now and forevermore. We see the results when a society is arbitrarily thrown together, like we have here in New York City, a nameless, faceless society, where people do not feel connected to their fellow man, and where we do not feel a true connection with the earth, with nature. This is the perfect recipe for unhappiness and the types of mental illness that I told you about earlier. Thankfully, Hashem has much broader plans for our nation. To live in the land of our forefathers. To build a society on the foundations of and mishpah, justice and righteousness. To feel connected to our nation and our rightful inheritance. In every generation, they have tried to destroy us. The Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Greeks, the Romans all came and went. And Hamas, I can assure you, Like all radical jihadists in the world are no different and will surely be destroyed in no time. Am Yisrael, Hai, Shavua Tov, Meborach.